What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. You're with me, Jason Dacey on Money FM 89.3. Hope your weekend is going well so far. If you're a fan of Liverpool, you're not feeling too happy today because of Liverpool's uh, disappointing result in the UEFA Champions League final, losing 3-1 to Real Madrid. And to talk about that and other issues on the sports sphere is uh, Maurizio Barbieri. He's the head of sports partnerships for Southeast Asia for Twitter. And he's a well-known face around town in the media game. Great to see you here on Money FM, Mauricio. Jason, thanks for uh, having me here and good morning, everyone. Well, look, you're an Italian, so you can say that you're impartial looking back at the uh, Champions League final. But it was a sad night in many ways, especially for Loris Karius, the goalkeeper for Liverpool, made a couple of howlers. And a happy night for Gareth Bale, who's a British player who was the hero for Real Madrid, scoring two goals off the bench. Yeah, that's right. Um, game was, uh, uh, you know, it, it really turned uh, turned the game around. Uh, I felt uh, I felt horrible uh, because at, uh, on the biggest stage uh, you have the goalkeeper making these two big mistakes. Um, also, Salah leaving uh, for uh, for injury. The, the game kind of uh, missed out on a, on a big. Uh, uh, storyline. Mm. Um, yeah, I felt I felt horrible. It it is it is not something that uh, that you want to see happening. Yeah, last year it was uh, Juventus losing to Real Madrid in the final, and it's the third straight uh, victory in the Champions League final for Real Madrid. But you mentioned Mo Salah going off the Egyptian player, Liverpool's best player, you know Cristiano Ronaldo for Real Madrid, and it's of course uh, Mo Salah for Liverpool. You know we were hoping it would be a fairy tale like uh, 2005 in Istanbul when Liverpool won there, but. Why is that? Well, <laughs> you know, we all have a soft spot for Liverpool and, you know, the, the fans. I mean, we saw the fans watching all across Southeast Asia. You showed me a picture from Indonesia about how the fans there were uh, engaged. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's true that uh, they play very, very late or early morning, let's put it this mm. way. Uh, but uh, football is, uh, is big. You have lots of uh, fans, uh, especially Liverpool fans, uh, and, uh, and yes, in, in Indonesia, a, a partner of ours just sent me a, a picture last night uh, and uh, there were uh, almost 2,500 people in a mall watching the game live. Yeah, a lot of fans in Southeast Asia of Liverpool, also Real Madrid fans, but there's that kind of, I guess, uh, mystery about Liverpool, the history. Real Madrid have the history too, so we don't want to say they don't have it. But, uh, you know, Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp, they've become quite a likeable team with Klopp, their German manager. We saw how animated he was in the, in the final, and it's hard not to like Jurgen Klopp, the German. Is um, I guess that he brought, uh, uh, he brought his way of work uh, to to Liverpool. Um, players like him. Uh, the club uh, loves him. Uh, um, let's not forget, the, the, club, uh, um, the club has this attitude, uh, maybe due to their American owners, that uh, they are heavily invested in, uh, in a long-term plan. Um, the fact that uh, they missed out on uh, on the Champions League doesn't mean that uh, this is a failing uh, a failure of mm. uh, of a season. Yep. Uh, Klopp, uh, I feel like uh, is doing a great job. Um, they just they just lost to to probably to a better team though. I mean, even though Real Madrid wasn't that uh, effective during uh, uh, La Liga campaign, uh, they still uh, kind of uh, they they focus on on the Champions League, right? Uh, 
that that's uh, that's the big prize for them. It's like uh, the Yankees uh, not winning the the World Series. And it's like yeah, we won the American League championship, but uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, with Maurizio Barbieri, he's head of sports partnerships for Southeast Asia for Twitter, talking about Liverpool. And I guess you're a good guy to talk about brand value for Liverpool. The fact that they are doing well again in Europe. And they have a likable manager, likable team. And, you know, their value, and it's a tight sports market here. We've got Manchester United, Manchester City, of course, Chelsea, Arsenal. So when you look at Liverpool's value here across Southeast Asia, what would you say about it? I think that is still the most, one of the two more valuable brands, along with Manchester United. Manchester City is definitely growing. Look at... Uh, when when you have a, a young club uh, that starts uh, that starts winning, uh, young people uh, are like uh, okay. My my father, my parents, my my relative, my older la- relatives, they were all about these guys. But now these guys are winning. So yeah, go City, I guess. Um, City is doing extremely well. The, f- the fact that uh, they have a massive um, um, backer with. Uh, uh, from from Chinese brands, mm. uh, it's uh, it also helps in their expansion in uh, into Asia. I see, um, I see the, the the English the English clubs being uh, even more uh, more important uh, than they were in the past. Uh, they they have more opportunities to bring the the players they actually count over, so that they can play. Uh, in in all these uh, Southeast Asian countries, and they can really create um, long term memories for those fans that will go back to to the to to England and watch them play live. And speaking about long term memories, Gareth Bale scoring those two goals for Real Madrid. He used to play for Tottenham Hotspur, Southampton. He's a Welshman, uh, and yet his brand here in Asia isn't as big as some of the players who play exclusively in the Premier League, even though he's probably a bigger superstar, isn't it? Well, but that's, uh, that's a testament to, to the value of Premier League as a, as a whole. As the, the brand of Premier League is not just uh, the three or four clubs that we mentioned earlier. Mm. It's the Premier League. So uh, you still have people watching, um, you know, let's say, with, with all due respect, the second-tier uh, second games, right? Uh, it's not only about... Uh, um, Manchester United or Manchester City or Chelsea. It's it's the old package that that you get. The uh, Premier League is uh, as big a juggernaut like uh, the American leagues, for instance. I think that even though La Liga and Bundesliga are growing uh, in in this respect, uh, you don't uh, you don't it you don't see if you, if you don't play in the Premier League. Uh, you are, unless you are Cristiano Ronaldo or, or Messi, you are not. Uh, you don't have a, a big, uh, a big stage as as the Premier Leagues. And I f- guess the fact that you know Wales aren't in the World Cup, uh, like Gareth Bale, it plays for Wales, even though he is a superstar. I guess with Real Madrid, he's not as uh, popular. But now, so let's change gears with Maurizio Barbieri, the head of sports partnership for Southeast Asia for Twitter, and talk about Italy because we hear your wonderful Italian accent. For the first time since 1958, Football Mad Italy will follow a World Cup finals from the sidelines without their national team actually in the finals. Four-time winners were eliminated in the playoffs last November by Sweden. So 
as an Italian, what's it going to be like watching the World Cup? First time in your lifetime that you've watched a World Cup without Italy being in there. Um, well, that's that's a good question. J- just, to, just to be clear, I'm a little bit of an oddball. Um, I like football like everyone else. Uh, but uh, but I, I like other, other sports more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is going to be... Uh, it's going to be strange. I, I look. Uh, uh, people will still. Um, uh, people in Italy. I, I know. I have friends there. I keep. On, I, I still talk to them. Uh, uh, they are still uh, going to to watch the cup, but uh, probably you are going to have less. Um, uh, you know, less people in the streets celebrating uh, after after an Italian uh, an Italian win. So. We watch the games, we move on with our lives, I guess. <laughs> I was there actually in 2006 when Italy won the uh, World Cup final there in, in Germany. And uh, I know how passionate uh, the fans are. So, yeah, it's going to be strange that they're not going to be there. But, uh, you know, the world will buzz with the World Cup and it's a big commercial property. But the fact that, you know, there's going to be no Italy, no Holland, no Chile. Some of the big teams aren't there. No U.S. No U.S., of course. Yeah, that's very important. The commercial value... How will it be it be affected by the absence of these big nations? Uh, I don't think by that much. I mean, uh, FIFA FIFA gets the money up front, so it's not like uh, oh my god, uh, it's going to it's going to be a problem now to get to sell these rights. Mm-hmm. Rights are sold. Mm-hmm. It's going to be probably it's going to be a problem for the broadcasters that had banked on uh, uh, certain teams being there. Uh, but look. Uh, uh, Fox Sports in the United States, uh, they had uh, outbid the ESPN by, by a bunch of money. Mm. Um, uh, of course, not having the U.S. there uh, is going to be a problem. But uh, I'm not sure that it's going to be that big. Um, soccer in, in the U.S. is um, is kind of a mixed bag when it, when it comes to, mm. to fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it was ESPN or uh, Fox Now, they, they, they also try to cater to um, uh, their, their uh, core audience for soccer that is not necessarily, you know, white Americans, white, white Caucasians Americans, yes. more uh, on the Latino side. Yes, yeah. So um, I, I think that it might be a little bit more uh, difficult to find sponsors or brands that want to be attached to that, uh, but they will eventually get there because the World Cup uh, is the World Cup. It's, it's just uh, what happens uh, for those uh, 35 days. You are not going to talk about anything else, mm. uh, whether you are in the U.S. or whether you are in Asia. Right. Okay. And now the fact that you are Italian, I've got to talk to you about Italian politics just as we close this segment. Italy's president, Sergio Mattarella, has accepted a political novice as prime minister, and that is Giuseppe Conte. Uh, he's a 53-year-old. And this comes after March's election. So what, what can you tell us uh, about what's happening in Italy, which we know isn't always the most politically stable place? Yeah, that's right. Um, look, I, you know, again, by talking with friends and, uh, and people that uh, you leave behind, I haven't been back uh, in, in ages, uh, to, to be honest. But um, I, I think that uh, Italy has a history of being, uh, you know, odd when it comes to, to set up governments and, and such. Um, I think that this is just um, uh, another proof that uh, as, a, as a region, let's say, we are going through some massive changes. Uh, 
uh, we had some amazing opportunities that probably didn't uh, um, that we 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 didn't uh, uh, manage to to fully embrace, like becoming a proper European Union mm. with a one single uh, um, monetary uh, one single currency. Uh, you know, it took us uh, two months to to appoint a prime minister. That's that's uh, quite that was, some time, isn't it? It mm-hmm. is. Uh, it, it is a long time. But um, at the end of the day, you you, you know, people. Uh, are uh, literally split in the middle. Mm-hmm. Berlusconi was still, uh, was still, still around, uh, <laughs> still around uh, despite everything. Uh, well, probably now he has more time to, to dedicate to this, given the fact that he's not the owner of AC Milan Correct. anymore. Yes, that's a big but, change. Um, look, the, the, the thing is, uh, um, it's, uh, it's just part of, uh, of this uh, situation which things are not defined. There's a resurgence of a resurgence of the right. Uh, people are uh, not happy with uh, a bunch of stuff, so they they are they are trying to shake things up. Uh, let's see if it is for the best. The words of Maurizio Barbieri, the head of sports partnerships for Southeast Asia, for Twitter here on weekend mornings, Money FM eighty nine point three. We'll have more from Maurizio a bit later on.